listening to the Forties Project podcast. No catchphrases, no cheesy quotes, just a couple of average country chicks with real, raw, and sometimes risque. Good afternoon, young Abby. G'day, Smithy. How are you? <laughs> All right. Oh, that That's was good. very Australian, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, well, we are in Australia, and uh, it's a long weekend here yes. in South Australia. Gotta love long weekends. I don't even care what it's for. <laughs> well, I often don't know what they're for, but this weekend is the Queen's birthday. Is it? The best bit is. Is it actually not. her birthday? No. <laughs> her birthday's in April, and I can imagine that whoever decided the public holidays in Australia thought, oh, we don't need another one in April because her birthday's in April. Yeah. And it would fuck up Easter. Bang so one in June. Let's just whack one in in June. But not everybody, not every state's the same. Might go around the weather or, you know, bang one in here. <laughs> bang one in for the Queen. There's a motto. <laughs> so here we are on a Monday Arvo, which feels like a Sunday Arvo, coming to you from our pod studio, also known as Abby's Dining Room. Mm-hmm. So how, did you, how have you been spending the long weekend? Well, I've had a glorious long weekend. I braved a chilly weekend in Melbourne. I love Melbourne. I love that place too, and I saw a different side of it this time because um, it was a rare getaway with my mum. Um, I met my sister and brother-in-law over there, who so kindly chauffeured us around for the weekend. So oh, good was that's that just so chauffeur. much easier. I do lose my bearings in Melbourne. Like I think I'm pretty good geographically, but yeah, I saw heaps more of Melbourne thanks to my bro Carlos. You went to the little beach hut doodads. Where I saw they? the beach huts, Brighton Beach, Brighton beach. huts. I mean, it was fucking freezing. Yeah. Not a ray of sunshine anywhere. But, yeah, it was good to see. Like, fancy having one of those, storing all your stuff in it, just pulling out your gear, setting up in the summer. That would be yeah, awesome. You feel like you're back in the 1920s. I know. You look like a scene out of the 1920s down at the Brighton Bars. It was a oh, maximum 10 degrees, and there were people swimming out there. It was choppy and fucking hell. Were they older people? Yes. Older people yeah. tend to... I don't know, they lose their nerve endings or something? That happens. <laughs> Perhaps. But as much as I love Melbs, um, I did have a good appreciation for the Adelaide coastline, having a look at their beaches. Mm. They're, We're very lucky. We are very blessed, <laughs> even hashtag, though we don't say blessed very blessed. often. So we did a spot of shopping. That cost me $65 when the scalies were out at the airport. Oh, I've got sprung. Whoopsie. For the same thing. Yeah. And we pretty much just ate and drank our way around Melbs. We we bravely hired a boat and took a trip along the Yarra in the... What, what made you go, that's a good idea? We'll just jump in a boat when it's two degrees. Well, I, I questioned her. Um, <laughs> my sister, she loves just... Adventuring. She is very adventurous. And she's like, come on, we're going to do this. I'm like, oh, I don't see anybody else out there doing it. <laughs> and my mum, she she's not a real water person. So she was actually thinking, oh, I might sit on the south bank and watch. Mm-hmm. And she saw the boat and she thought, no, no, I'll get in anyway. Um, and so she jumped in. She didn't even wear a life jacket. She just, you know. And she's not a swimmer, your mum. She, she is not a swimmer. She just bought this new jacket very heavy jacket. If she'd fallen into the Yarra, we would have lost her. And we nearly did. Oh, Cheryl, what yeah. were you doing? Well, that, it was um, misty rain and oh, blowing a gale. And they'd given us some rugs when we got on. We're like, oh, <laughs> thank you. You know it's going to be <laughs> really freezing. And uh, the wind come up, picked up one of these rugs and dunked it in the Yarra. My sister and I were on the ground in fits of laughter. <laughs> but um, Nana, she... She hauled herself over the side oh, of the boat to pick up this 
very, very wet rug and we were laughing so much we couldn't even stop her. We could just see her. <laughs> head first in the Yarra. <laughs> Heading head first into the Yarra, bum in the air and lucky the brother-in-law saved the day oh, and, and uh, got the rug out, which was probably about $5 from Kmart. Um, but... Nana needed to save the rug. She did need to save the rug. <laughs> oh, God. It was actually... I thought it was going to be... Fr- I mean, it was freezing, but it was actually funny. We had a good time. Um, sailed. Did we sail? We drove. I don't know. What do you call that? Boated. We, we boated <laughs> almost up to the MCG. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was lovely. Friday night when we got to Melbourne, mm. my adventurous sister had everything planned. She is the Nicole of Nicole's. Oh, she does a good Nicole. She does a good Nicole. I appreciate a good Nicole. Oh, God, yeah. She took us to Chadston Shopping Centre, which was bloody awesome. Um, and then we went down Chapel Street and we were walking for about 15, 20 minutes and we passed these beautiful eateries. Everything looked amazing, smelled amazing. It was tea time. Um, but no, nah, she had something on her mind. She wanted to get somewhere in particular. I'm like, how far is it? Oh, you know, the Google Maps says it's only two more minutes walking. So we kept going and then she opened the door and we walked into this tiny little sandwich bar. Oh. It was tea time on a Friday night, and I'm not much of a sandwich eater. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? She's taking me to a sandwich place. A sandwich place that didn't even appear to have a lot of sandwich stuff. There was like a two large jars of what looked like sauerkraut oh. <laughs> and gherkins and, um, you know, a big loaf of continental bread and that was about it and there was a couple of other people in there waiting and I'm just like oh my god like I have wanted to just dive into (laughs) Melbourne food and you've brought me to a sandwich bar with gherkins but then a cool room door opened up oh my god and we wandered through and we ended up in a bar called jungle jungle boy bar okay fuck what the sandwich bar is a front for the Yes, and the guy said, welcome to Bali, and my sister knows that I love Bali, I've got a fascination with Bali, and it was was really dark, but yeah, it was this very cool, vibey bar with, you know, some Balinese accents, and yeah, it was really cool. I know, so I must trust, you know, I wouldn't like to eat a fucking sandwich on a Friday night (laughs) in Melbourne. (laughs) How have you celebrated this non-Queen's Birthday, birthday weekend. <laughs> That's a title. I've done not much. I felt a bit guilty about that too. Oh. I know, it's a pressure to do stuff and be, I don't know. Well, it's guilt either way. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Oh, I've been out too much and I haven't spent enough time at home. I've spent too much money. I've been home too long. Yeah, true. I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I've been sleeping in. The kids have been long about not doing a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Currently, though, I'm hoping my eldest is doing some homework because I don't know how he's getting through year 11. But anyway, <laughs> um, but we are heading off this afternoon to go and see Maverick. So uh, funnily Ooh. enough, Top Gun was on last night. So I watched the OG, yes, Aww. and uh, all geared up for today. So... Oh, well, I shouldn't say too much. No, don't spoil it. Mm. Don't spoil it. Now, are you going to Blythe Cinema? We certainly are going to Blythe Cinema. Well, yes. how cool is that? It's not the swanky premiere that we thought we were going to go to, <laughs> but I went there last week to see it, and Blythe Cinema is this tiny little – well, Blythe is a tiny mid-north town with a pub and a ridgy-ditch cinema. Yeah. 
They're such a great it's community. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Obviously, yeah, Ian Roberts um, yeah, he's the has driver behind put it. himself out on a limb with this cinema. And yeah, now it's expanded. I haven't been there since two, I've done there. There's two cinemas now. Yeah. It's so good. You, you could be in Adelaide and then you walk out and you're like, oh, it's just oh. a hop, skip and a fart home and yeah. <laughs> the country. How good is it? Hop, skip and fart. <laughs> My friend Jane came along with me last week to the Blythe Cinema and I took my little mate Bronte who I care for through the NDIS. Bronte is a 14 year old with an irreparable heart condition and a shitty disease called Die George Syndrome but I reckon his heart coped a little better than mine watching Top Gun. Gosh. (laughs) Gosh. Oh Oh, do I have to pack tissues? Tissues? Oh god. Depends. (laughs) (laughs) No it's got everything. You see the sequel coming, like whether it's a book or a movie or whatever, and you never, you think, oh, yeah, all right. But, fuck, I liked it better than the original. Wow. There's mm-hmm. a statement. I okay. read somewhere oh, this morning someone was uh, reviewing it and they said, Tom Cruise, mission accomplished. <laughs> True. Look, Tom's a bit of a nut job though, isn't he? Oh. Like, you have to put all that aside. I know, I that shitty Scientology yeah. bullshit and ridiculous couch jumping. You have to put it behind you to see Mav. <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, that all fades when he pulls on his iconic leather jacket and oh. hops on his motorbike with the same soundtrack playing. It is, it's a little nostalgic. Oh. Well, do you know Top Gun, the original? Do you know what year that was made and how old you would have been? I would have been a little whippersnapper, I'm yeah. sure. Have a I guess. Loved it. What year? Late 80s. Oh, 86. Far out. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, I've watched it many times because it is one of the very few movies that you can watch over and over and over again. And I think, well, Jane, who came with me, had actually seen it on the Saturday night and she came back on the Wednesday. She, oh, she and, loved it that much. She yeah, went back again. And she cried just as much. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I need to be emotionally prepared now. I, I wasn't ready for that. I won't say too much. Okay. But, um, but I've probably... This, the two most brilliant things in the movie were the casting of Goose's son. Right, yes. Rooster. Oh, they could have rooster. And God is a good-looking rooster. Oh. Yep. The Mo is oh, about the, to go wild. The dirty Mo. The dirty Mo. Um, Tom, yes, as much as he's been a dick, he did cut a pretty good rig. At 59. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other scene in it is a scene with Val Kilmer and I won't say anything. Well, I'm, as I'm just sitting here, I'm looking on my phone and then I just, on the cast, and I saw Val Kilmer and he looks like he's half dead. Well, he is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Well, I, didn't I think he might that. be more than half. So, um, oh, gosh, because he's strapped himself in. Because the way they wrote it into that movie is amazing and there's a oh. scene with um Mav and Ice and you could actually tell that there was so much more in like they weren't actors like they weren't oh. acting that scene completely like it was an actual um, what's wrong with Val Kilmer throat cancer oh so we can't actually talk oh god I didn't know any of this I feel terrible <laughs> said that because oh, he sorry. does not look good sorry Val <laughs> yes so but they wrote it into the script and yeah, he oh wrote, gosh. you know, he used a computer to speak. Yeah, it was really, really, really emotional. Oh, I'm just exhausted talking about it. Okay. you got to go, yeah. So this afternoon, get on it. 
Yeah, I will. And you'll have to ring me straight away I will. tell me what you thought of that. <laughs> the one thing I did question in the movie was that uh, Charlie, uh, Kelly McGillis, yep. yep, she wasn't in the movie, and nor was Meg Ryan, who was Goose's uh, wife, Carol, in the first one. And she's now Rooster's mum. Yeah, so... Rooster's mum. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah, ironically, neither of those were cast in the movie and there's been a bit a bit of a to-do about um, about that. I mean, Tom's certainly aged well, not without a hell of a lot of surgery, I don't think. Mm. And perhaps the other two have aged a little bit more gracefully and Where meant they didn't get a gig. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. If Val can get one, I reckon Meg Ryan and Kelly McGillis should have got one as well. Yeah, true. Mm. It'd be but- interesting to know whether they refused an offer or it just wasn't even yeah. talked about. Because Kelly McGillis is 64 now and she looks 64, which... But she probably looks absolutely bloody stunning. Yeah. I can't imagine that yeah, that woman right. wouldn't have aged beautifully. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was um, an omission that might be, that you know, has been spoken about, mm. definitely. Um, so who's Tom Cruise's love interest in Maverick, some young whippersnapper? Oh, uh, She's not a young whippersnapper. She's beautiful, though, and she there's some reference. Uh, there's reference in the OG Top Gun about uh, Maverick taking out the admiral's admiral's daughter. Oh. Um, I remember uh, when they were in the bar before the amazing Great Balls of Fire scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carol was talking to Charlie about you know, Penny, the Admiral's daughter, that Maverick had been in trouble for before for taking her on a flight or whatever. So his love interest is the Admiral's daughter. Oh, well, there Mm -hmm. you go. Yeah, that's a detail I wouldn't have even known. I know. So there you go. You have to keep your eye out for that. Oh, thanks. The Rona has hit the Smith house again. Uh Uh-oh. Macaulay went to a party a couple of weeks ago and came home with the Rona. Mm, Well, better than gonorrhea. Yep. (laughs) That's true. This is true. Mm-hmm. He still <laughs> he's me by that comment. Um, he still has a cough, um, so that's not ideal. But in the midst of this, Trent, who we were naming Teflon Trent, yes, we were, uh, was swanning about, probably not being as wary of Macaulay as he should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the last Smith standing without having COVID. So you know, consequently, he ended up with it too. It was quite amusing because he looked genuinely shocked when he did this. He went, "Oh, I've got it." And I'm like. No shit. So in his head, he actually <laughs> thought he was completely and utterly immune. I thought, that, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, but anyway. <laughs> well, thankfully, he wasn't too bad because it's the middle of, like, he hadn't, he's still not finished seating yet. So, Holy crap. It's like, you don't want to get sick. Mm-hmm. You've got all this work to do, but it coincided with a bit of rain. So uh, there was a few days he couldn't do a mm-hmm. lot and he was a little bit quiet, but oh, um, he, he wasn't too affected. So that was. And lucky. I'm glad that, you know, he's now realised that seven days out of seating ain't going to. Killer country. Yeah, no, this is true. This is true. Um, so the rest of us are, you know, we're still in our bubble. So Elliot, myself and Scarlett mm-hmm. were, you know, not affected, thankfully. Um, but our bubble's coming to the end, uh, at the end of June, I think. Um, and it's been so nice not to have to think about COVID. We've just kind of gone about our lives not – well, I felt that 
oh, I'm kind of in a bubble of safety. I don't mm. need to think about Which, it. Which, you know, I've always questioned the bubble, thinking they know so little about this virus, but they're so hell-bent on their 12-week bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to take that. I know. And you're going, I can't get it. I'm Teflon. I'm, I'm Teflon Melissa. Yes. Well, I can't get it because I'm in a bubble. Well, I have proven that that's true because I didn't stay, we didn't stay away from Macaulay mm. and we were fine. Well, so. actually, I, I remember um, one of the students at school getting it the second time within his bubble, but different oh. strain. Oh, that's true. Mm. Oh, Christ. Okay, didn't think about that. Oh, I'll run with the bubble. Mm. Um, but uh, now uh, you're on COVID watch mm. after your Melbourne trip. <laughs> Please tell of us all I am. about the lady on the plane. Oh, that oh. shit me. So we actually found out the night before we left that um, my nephew has been the first of our family to test positive to COVID. He's in country Victoria and my daughter... Macy and Papa had gone there to look after them for the weekend. So we're like, ah, shit, uh, there's a close contact there. Uh-huh. Anyway, we were coming home on the Sunday and there was a lady sitting next to, like in front of us, the in the row in front of us on the plane, and she was so ill, it wasn't funny. And then someone bought dangerous goods on the plane and we had a 30-minute oh. wait at the <laughs> airport with the doors shut and this woman oh. in front of us. And I was like... So they didn't even uh, they didn't tell her to get off the plane. Or no, like, so she no. was she she couldn't stop coughing. She was having a complete coughing fit. Her nose was running. She um she was shaking her head like she was visibly oh. um you know upset and distraught about it. And you know no one was doing anything. And I felt like I was the only Karen there going, "What the fuck? Get off the fucking plane! Like I'm not going to travel for this long. This woman like she needs to you need to yeah. give her a rat and get her off." <laughs> and. I did lean over and do a bit of a Karen and said, excuse me, would you mind just putting your mask on? Because you're supposed to have your masks on the plane anyway. And she had this dangly material one that was hanging around her chin. She's like, oh, sorry. And then I had, like, Karen guilt. And I'm like, oh, you know, imagine if that was me. Um, So I gave her my full unopened bottle of water, which I think got her back to Adelaide. Oh, but still, I feel sorry for her. But oh, she feels gosh. sorry for her. But fuck the rules are the rules. You te- like she should have been tested. She so have that nothing. Plane. Just she didn't know that she had no idea. She, no she idea. hadn't tested. She hadn't found she, out for herself. Well, I don't know. She probably. Did. I reckon she she had it and she was trying to get back. Uh, okay. And she'd gotten really sick. But you know, she could have had something else for all I know. But that was my story. You've been for a job interview I again. Did. I Yeah, well, a job came up and I just thought, ah, oh, look, it sounds pretty good. I might just give it a whirl. Oh, I think I'm fucked up. What you do? I don't know. I just got back in the car and I thought, oh, I just didn't answer that well enough. I didn't sell myself well. I'm not overly great at selling myself. Because, yeah, and you'll, you often go the other way completely going, oh, I'm not very good at that. No, yeah. exactly. And I'd, I've always done it and it's a terrible trait. You've got to fake it till you make it, I Melissa. No, I'm just not like that. I think I've sold myself short over the years lots yep. of times by not just backing myself a bit mm-hmm. more. And I've sat on the other side. I've, I've interviewed people for yeah. positions and I have felt their pain. So, yeah. I mean, I remember saying to one person, like, it just it's okay, we really want you to do well. Like, uh-huh. you want the other person to succeed. It's like watching someone when they're speaking in public. It's yeah. like the crowd wants you to be comfortable because yeah. when you're uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable for everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't think I stuffed it that much, but I just was disappointed in the yeah, way I interviewed. Right. I just went, oh, I don't think I've got that because I just didn't. 
Just didn't do it well. Talk yourself yeah, off. I know, I need to. Anyway, hopefully my referees will talk me up. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a second crack at it, maybe. <laughs> have a second crack. Um, so I reckon you would interview really well. Have you had an oh. interview? When's the last time you had a job interview? I don't actually really recall having one, and I'd, I have to disagree. I'm... I'm not good on the spot with my words, which oh. is really weird that we're making a podcast. <laughs> I don't back myself and think I'm shit at everything and you're not good talking on the spot. Excellent. <laughs> Let's do a podcast together. That'll oh, work. I cannot really remember. I've probably been for, I think all the interviews I've been for have been reasonably informal. Yeah. Um, and this one was quite formal. Yeah, it right. was, you know, questions and there's three of them. Yeah, and right and they were lovely, lovely women. Um, but, you know, there's writing things down as I'm talking mm-hmm. and then it's, you know, so it was quite I had to do a scenario. What would you do in this scenario? I was like, oh my god, I hate oh. this stuff. Yeah, so it was pretty. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was good. It was, but it, at the same oh. time, it was just an interview that. And that's how how the interviews I've conducted. That's exactly how they were. Yeah. They were specific questions. It's so that you can kind of grade people, I suppose, and and go back and remember who they were. And oh yeah, that's right. She answered this part of the question, and like she hit yeah. the nail on the head, or whatever. Well, probably the most nerve-wracking interview I've ever done was when I was 16. Mm-hmm. That's young. I know, and I wanted to – I was applying for an overseas um, – oh. what do they call that? Exchange yeah. program to Bali, would you believe oh. it? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I got down. Like it was like quite a rigorous um, – process process quite a rigorous process and you know so many from the whole country were able to go and it was a six month six month exchange and I pretty much had my bags packed because I was down to you know the the final five or whatever and the last interview I had to give was solely in Indonesian oh no Mm -hmm. Uh, not not a strong suit I didn't end up going Uh, it wasn't too bad, but yeah, I I love the Indonesian like language, yeah. but I was never fluent at it. Like I can talk the odd word or whatever, and I can understand um, most sentences. Enough. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I wasn't uh, all that fluent in it. So oh gosh, yeah, I didn't get there, which oh. was really sad at sixteen. I guess interviewing is kind of like going on a first date, <laughs> <laughs> and I know dating's not on your radar yet, but oh my god, when it is. We're going to have some amazing content for the podcast. I'm Look out, Tinder. You're not going to let me be interviewed for a date on my own, are you? Oh, shit, no. We'll be in the car. We'll have speakers who have to be Belissa approved. Yeah. I wouldn't want anything different. Fundraising efforts for Tracy Starr's mission to partake in Channel 7 reality show Adventure All Stars have ramped up. There's an online auction happening on June 24th. More details on the 40s Project Facebook page. And our star-studded event, Melissa. I'm looking forward to it. Fortune Favours the Brave is being held on Sunday, August 28th at the amazing Rising Sun Hotel at Port Wakefield. We've secured a panel of inspirational guest speakers, including the straight-talking style icon with a history of breast cancer, Jenny Isles. And you've met Jenny before, haven't you? I have. I've been on holidays with Jenny. I did too. Funnily enough, in Bali. I know. I jumped on board a retreat that she was doing, the first ever retreat that she did to Bali, and we had an absolute ball. It was so much fun. I've loved watching Jen's adventures. She also started her own clothing label, Neon Cherry, and has been an inspiration to many people. And we've also got a local guest who has been dealt many a shit sandwich in her life, but continues 
to look at life through her hippie rose-coloured glasses. And that's Hannah Wilson. Mm. You'd know Hannah and her family. Hannah was born with spina bifida and, like Tracy, had an early breast cancer diagnosis as well. So... Amazing, yes. I know. And, yeah, I remember Hannah when I was a little girl. I know um, we belonged to the same football netball club Mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody got behind her. I remember collecting cans and stuff and, and, you know, the football club would donate them and they would go into, you know, helping Hannah out with a wheelchair or something. And to follow Hannah's story and just that realisation that even though you get dealt one shitty blow doesn't yeah you're not immune to you're not immune to more and I you know quite admire Hannah she looks like she's doing great things with her life and I can't wait to to hear more about her story Tracy will also be on the panel of guest speakers and what else we'll have a bit of live music yeah great food um, and, and it's not just an event for women we'd love men to come along as well yeah um, we're hopefully you know securing some other yeah. That's another speaker, male speaker. Yeah. Um, We've got yeah. someone in mind. We just have to twist, twist his arm. Yes. <laughs> Give him a little push. <laughs> so our ticket, the tickets to this event will go on sale early July. Yes. Um, and, yeah, lock it in your diaries, though. August 28, we're going to get Tracy to Adventure All-Stars. <laughs> and we are going to... Yeah, raise money for So Brave plus awareness because that's what Tracy's really passionate yeah, about. Yeah, and a celebration of, of all the people that are there and, and of Tracy's journey. Putting the fun back into fundraising. <laughs> it's like a fucking ad. Well, enjoy your trip to Blythe Cinema to see Top Thank Gun. You. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope you love Little Rooster as oh, much as I did. I think everyone quite likes Little Rooster. <laughs> Will I feel illegal? Will it feel like you pervy old woman? Nah, he's legal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, next week we'll probably talk about our coffee morning with Dad's mate Muhammad. Yeah, that was a, it. Was an interesting morning. He's a fascinating man. He um, yeah, has recently moved to the area, and he is from Bangladesh. And, and he, yeah. he did pose a few questions to us that he we went. Did. Uh, oh, uh, hold on, we're asking you the questions, and mm-hmm. he sort of flipped it. So we're gonna. And he was very much on what's your purpose, and you know, finding your why, which is um, you know, bit of bit of a catchphrase. But we've talked about that before, um, and what our purpose is in life. And it's going to take a little bit longer to think about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> was like, oh, Jesus, Muhammad, fuck it. I just want to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, but why? Not piss my pants. <laughs> See, your mind could be very simple. Yeah. But there is an exercise that you can do, and I've done it before, and what? it's interesting. Pelvic it's floor? A... No, 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 not for pissing your pants, <laughs> for finding your why. Yeah. And uh, I think we've talked about that yeah. before. So we're we gonna, yeah, revisit that little nugget. Mm-hmm. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.